University of Michigan. The Michigan Youth Caucus and the University of Michigan College Democrats present Dem TV with your hosts Dana Cronin and Ariel Kelly. This is Dem TV. Good evening, I'm Dana Cronin. And I'm your new host, Ariel Kay, bringing you another edition of Dem TV. A bi-weekly news update brought to you by the Michigan Youth Caucus, the University of Michigan College Dems, and College Dems chapters from across the state. In corrupt politician news, it was reported by the Detroit Free Press this week that Detroit's former mayor, Kwame Kilpatrick, will be asking for an early release. Ironically, a complaint that his mistress often voiced through text messages. His lawyer cites that the reasoning behind the request is so that the shameless ex-mayor can cross state lines to pursue a job nobody will name. I believe they call it on the street either handwork or blow work. Interesting. Wonder what that is. More rough news ahead for the state of Michigan. It was announced earlier this week that our Pleasant Peninsula boasts the highest unemployment rates in the country, reaching 10.6% in the month of December. This staggering statistic means Michigan is the first state in the nation to reach double-digit unemployment. South Carolina and California were close behind with unemployment rates of 9.5 and 9.3% respectively. Now, for those of you hoping to get a job after college, I would love to pitch to you an exciting opportunity to close the achievement gap in low-income communities. Or YouGo's is always hiring. Now, we're going to throw it to Tom with some more Blagojevich news. Tom? Good evening. I'm senior correspondent Tom Duvall. In other news, Illinois Governor Rod Blagojevich has been complaining about his recent arrest, comparing the arrest of Pearl Harbor and his prosecution to the treatment of rogue cowboys in the Old West. Though this makes him at best delusional and at worst clinically insane, he really does make a good point. Governor Blagojevich should be getting cowboy justice, along with Mayor Kwame Kilpatrick. A showdown with pistols at high noon between the two of them is a great way to deal with corrupt politicians. It saves prosecution costs and would be great for cable news. Back to you, Dana and Ariel. Despite all of this bad news, this past week brought with it a historic and uplifting event to make every Democrat proud. No, not a victory for the Dems football team, but the inauguration of President Barack Obama. A dozen of the U of M college Dems traveled to Washington, D.C., along with reportedly over two million others, to experience the inauguration live, with or without tickets. Despite the cold and the overwhelming size of the crowd, it was a peaceful day in D.C., as Obama delivered his most important speech so far, and America swore in its new president and vice president. Not a single arrest was made. That doesn't mean the day wasn't without logistical problems, however. For a first-hand account, we now go to guest anchor, Emily Bill. Emily? Hello, folks. My name is Emily, and I just got back from the inauguration of our 44th president, where, amidst the excitement and historical aspect of the day, anger was raised by many of the purple ticket holders, thousands of which were denied access to the Capitol grounds. Um, instead, they were stuck in the alleged purple tunnel of doom for many, many hours. When asked to comment on this logistical disaster, Surgeon-at-Arms Terrence Gaynor cited the fact that people took up more space than anticipated in the ticketed areas 
largely because of, quote, bulky winter clothing. That's right. How could they possibly have anticipated that people would be wearing jackets in 20-degree weather? Thanks, Emily. Now, who needs Barack Obama to create change when you have the Michigan Student Assembly? After having already solved the thorny issue of text and creating a black M in the student section, the Michigan Daily has reported that the Michigan Student Assembly has begun to take steps in order to pass a resolution addressing the most recent set of crises occurring between Israel and Palestine. Peace talks are expected to begin next week in the tap room. This week's America, this week America's new sweetheart governor, Sarah Palin, announced the formation of her own political action committee, Sarah PAC. Like Hillary Clinton's political action committee, this is seen as an important first step to building a coalition of supporters for a possible 2012 run for president. Palin will use the money raised to support other candidates for office and start collecting key constituencies indebted to her generosity. Reporters say that snowmobilers, turkey slaughterhouses, and Neiman Marcus will be the first recipients of Sarah Pack money. In an unexpectedly dramatic turn of events this past week, CNN reported that criticisms have arisen over a mother's decision to keep the death of a beloved family pet guinea pig a secret from her son. In a strikingly beautiful personal narrative, Christy Oglesby recalls resorting to bedtime stories, weeknight television, and even piggyback rides to keep her son Drew from asking too many questions about Checker's mysterious disappearance. Oglesby claims that her third grade son had five tests approaching, and the death of Checker's was such an emotional distress that Drew wouldn't be able to perform on his exams. Luckily for Drew, it now seems that his future at Harvard is sealed and Checkers is in a better place. Before we go, we'd like to remind you to check out our blog at umichdems.com blog to discuss the topics you've seen on today's show. And as always, you can download our free podcast by typing DemTV into the iTunes store search bar. Fabulous. And if your own College Democrats chapter is interested in being featured on DemTV, please email me, Dana Cronin, dcronin at umich.edu, to get involved. Signing off, this has been Dana Cronin and Ariel Kay. Thanks for watching. Go blue and keep it liberal.
what'd she say? Gotcha? Gotcha. 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 Maverick. Gotcha. Hockey mom. With the, with the wing? <laughs> Well, we, we'd start off, uh, we'd have some coffee. Um, Where? Maybe at, at, you know, anywhere in Ann Arbor. You know, if it's my date, I'd take him to Express. So, you know, I'd want to show him around. I think that I'd be able to get a lot of attention with, with Obama. Um, at first, I'd give him some flowers, you know. We'd have a nice sit-down dinner. Yeah. I'd take him to the movies, maybe, you know, like chick flick or something, romantic something. You know, and then afterwards, you know, well, I can't get into too much detail. Okay. That's good. I'm... You know, as much as I, it, I'm straight, but as much, if, if there would be a guy, it would be Obama, you know. So oh, yeah. I, we'd, we'd probably have to get a hotel somewhere, um, you know. <laughs> bell Tower, maybe. Yeah. In fact, I think we'd, we'd try to go to the top of the Bell Tower. It's pretty romantic up there. Maybe. Any kind of activities? Uh, sexually? Or just, uh, no, I, I, I think just, I think we'd just talk. We'd keep it, if it's the first date, we, we'd, uh... Just talk and do it, that's it. Yeah, we'd just talk, you know. And do it, yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't want to um, make too much of a wrong impression, so... Okay. Why? Because she's hot. <laughs> she's hot? What, is she a MILF? Or, she's not a GILF. Oh, is she a, oh yeah, she is a GILF. GILF. Which is kind of disgusting. Um... I'm still down. <laughs> you're still down for her? <laughs> A better name, uh, I I would say uh, Muhammad. Muhammad. Yes. You think I would fly in the. Well, uh, the Palin family is very religious. They they, uh, you know, it sounds like a religious name. Yeah, so. that's the number one name in like the world. You you think that someone uh, as right winged in her as her would would want it? I'm national. Yeah, baked potato, French fries. That's John Bacon for you. That's all the time we have for today. For Dem TV, I'm Mark Chow. Have a good day.